Welcome to the Governance Freffy podcast, brought to you in conjunction with the Skills and Education Group. I'm delighted that you can join myself, Fiona Chalk, as I discuss with Simon Perriman the work of the FE Sector's Governors' Council. Simon has been a Chair of Governors at Barnsley College for six years, where the Board has overseen ambitious strategies to enhance the curriculum, develop higher-level skills and build assurance-based governance. He was appointed in 2018 to be a national leader of governance supporting the FE Commissioner and was elected as the chair of the AOC Governors Council in November 2021. He established a TVET consultancy business in 2015, advising governments and the TVET sector on skills, systems and strategies. He specialises in employer engagement in skills, apprenticeship policy and the link between skills and productivity. Simon was previously Executive Director of the UK Commission for Employment and Skills. He managed the UK network for sector skills councils and delivered 300 million of industry-led skills development. He has extensive experience of skills and small firm policy development from his background in government. So welcome, Simon. Thank you very much, Fiona. So Simon, you have significant and long experience in skills delivery, so getting involved in the leadership of a college is no surprise. I think it would be great if we could just hear a little bit more of your backstory and experience in governance, perhaps as a chair at Barnsley College. You know, why governance? What's the attraction? Well, yeah, interesting question, really, Fiona. I was, as you say, I was I was uh, the exec director of uh, this government agency for about five years. And when I took retirement at 60, I thought I really wanted to do something in the local area just to make a difference, to put, you know, put something back, as people tend to say. But I'd never really worked in a college. And actually, to be honest, I'd had a slightly negative view about colleges. I'd mostly worked on employer on the employer side of skills on demand issues and um so when i was asked by barnes if i'd be interested in joining their board i kind of jumped at it really because it was a just a great opportunity to learn more about the sector and frankly i was quite surprised how brilliant colleges are and uh, got absolutely wrapped up in the whole process very quickly and i suppose i on governance I was used to reporting as an exec to a very high-level board at, um, at, the, at the commission. Charlie Mayfield, the chairman of the German Lewis Group at the time, was uh, was the chair. There were some very high-level people on that board. So I was used to kind of thinking through how to approach governors uh, as an exec. And so it was interesting to then turn the tables on that and think about, as a chair, how I could shape a governance process that would help the exec and with the, you know, and make sure that the college is working effectively. Oh, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing. It's quite different, isn't it, sitting the other side of the table? It is. And I, what was what was sort of what I took from the commission was you have to be really sharp as the exec about how you support governors, um, you know, no long papers, real clarity about what you're asking governors to decide, a, a strategic focus, et cetera, et cetera. And so... I wanted to bring the same kind of ideas, I suppose, to Barnsley when I took over there. 
yeah, yes, I can, I can see that. And as you say, when you're sitting the other side of the table as as a governor, it's very different from being an executive, isn't it? You know, you you have a lot less time in the business. You know, the the meetings are further apart, and yet you're still expected to keep on top of everything that's happening, not just in the college but in the sector, which I guess is where the work of the governors' council comes in. So I'm really keen, and I'm sure our listeners are, to hear more about the work of the governors' council. So. Can you tell us a bit about it? What's its purpose? Yeah, so the Government Council has been in, in place for quite a long time, I think. And it, it's, it's, its purpose, it was set up by the AOC board as a way to bring the voice of governors to the, to the AOC board table, basically, and to have their own group to debate issues and think about policy and, and implementation issues and particularly to think about governance issues as relating to the to the sector um the the challenge i think was that it, it it's not very well known across the network and uh, there was quite a lot of concern that had been raised uh, during the strategic conversations that the aoc had in january and february of this year about well what is the governor's council why hasn't it got a higher profile what's it actually doing for us you know it's a sort of the monty python question really you know what has this body ever done for us so i think they kind of were quite keen to get me in to give it a bit of a shake up and to think about where we're going with it for the future so to clarify then um simon if i may it's a does the count the governor's council do work, or is, or is it more of a conduit through which there's a two-way flow of sort of information and perhaps influence between regulators, the association of colleges, and governors in the sector? So it provides advice to the AOC um, traditionally on a range of different issues, including policy issues, but also. Um, governance related affairs so for example the development of the code of practice and how that might be reformed for the future um but but the problem has been that it has had although it's technically allowed to operate independently in terms of its thinking and be able to approach government directly it's never really taken the options to do that as far as i can see so there's there's there's, a, there's been a sense of it not having the kind of impetus that it should have had. Okay, so you've, you've spoken about um, the code that you're looking to review, which is fantastic. Um, are there any sort of other main projects or issues that the council is currently focusing on or looking to achieve? Well, well absolutely. I'm afraid I've been putting quite a lot of effort into fundamental process of reform that I want us to go through. So um, what the messages that came out of the strategic conversations and also discussions with chairs in the southeast and with the alumni group from the Oxford Said pro, uh, Chairs Programme uh, has been the need for a more visible representative body, um, an opportunity to share intelligence um, and take views from the sector more effectively and to really directly influence government policy and implementation on a more active basis. So there's a sort of sense of a lack of visibility and profile and also some issues about communications back to the sector about what the Governor's Council have been doing. So I put in place a whole review um, process to sort of change all of that, basically. 
there's, there's been quite a lot of progress over the last six months already. I mean, as you know, like Shahid, as the president, has already done a lot to improve communications. He's got his monthly briefing sessions, which have been, I think, really well received. Um, there's been a series of seminars, a couple of which I've chaired on LSNPs, the local skills improvement plans, which have, I think, been quite successful in helping to inform governors and chairs about what's going on in that whole arena and whether or not uh, governors should get more involved at the sort of sub-regional level in skills development. There's, uh, we've already had a direct engagement with Sheila Legrave um, from the FC, FEC on uh, intervention strategy. We've met officials talk about the enhanced inspection regime that's coming in as a result of LSIPs. Um, we've initiated a new forum, chairs of finance and audit, and we're just about to do this, as you were saying, a root and branch review of the whole code of conduct. So a lot's already happening, and a lot more to a lot more to come. Which I can say about it if you're interested. Yeah, that that sounds really great, Simon. And just sort of to take you back there to the start of what you were saying there, that sort of come out of the sort of alumni of the chairs program, and obviously other feedback that you've got, particularly from chairs. And you know, I've had that as well, um, where chairs have come to me and sort of expressed, on occasion, a frustration, if you like, that they are held very much to account by regulators, but um, feel that they have little or no opportunity to feed into policymakers to influence policy, which kind of seems crazy, really, because they've got the frontline experience of what's actually happening in their colleges. Um, And I would imagine a degree of good practice to share as well that the regulators would be interested in. Um, So absolutely, I can see it makes sense that this is a role that hopefully the Governor's Council will take forward and and I'm hoping you'll say that 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 is the case that the Governors Council is the right forum for them to engage with if that's an area of interest for them. Absolutely it's quite clear to me that the government goes to the AOC when it wants policy advice and and therefore the Governors Council needs to remain linked to the the AOC but what I want is something that gives the opportunity for, for chairs and governors to have a much stronger say in the key issues of the day really and so um we're about to launch a consultation on the whole on reform of the whole council basically to to make it a more modern impactful and respected um body going forward and i'm happy to say a bit more about how we we're going to go about that yeah that would be great to hear simon please do so what we're going to try and put in place is a sort of what I'd call a kind of pyramid of engagement. So we're going to have a whole series of new policy forums and groups that all governors and chairs can become engaged with, and of two sorts, really. Firstly, some thematic groups, which are, sort of, in a sense, policy forums. We're really interested in uh, policy issues around funding, as LSIPs I've already talked about, and of course the the shape of governance going forwards, and and maybe other policy groups as we as we as we develop this, but also some networks of interest. Um, so we've already just launched a new network for chairs of finance committees and audit committees, 
It was quite good, actually. I was pleased to see that our uh, chair of audit at, at Barnsley College was engaged in the first of those meetings and I think found it really helpful. And it's something I think we've been wanting to do for ages, but it's now something we've got in place. And we're thinking about other um, networks of interest that we could also develop beyond the, beyond the ones on finance. So you can sort of see a, a series of bodies emerging across the country, both at sort of the national thematic policy level and at sort of regional level to have um, have discussions between governors and to in, help to inform the network more effectively. But then to change the governor's council itself into being a chair, a chair-led organisation, because at the moment it's a mixture of chairs and vice chairs and others. I'm quite keen that if it's going to have the influence it really needs, it needs we need to attract the strongest possible chairs to sit on that council so that we can be really credible uh, with, uh, with 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 government officials and ministers uh, going forward. So we're going to consult on the idea of moving to a chairs only body at the, at the top level, and how within that to um, have both regional appointees, representatives elected, and also some maybe some national uh, representatives elected who can think particularly around policy issues. So a whole different way, really, of bringing that council together. And maybe under a new name as well. We've been toying with the idea of calling it something like the College Chairs Council, but we're not wedded particularly to that at the moment, but we are uh, but we want to consult on it and take, uh, take, take views. So a whole lot of change that we're putting in place to try to give us that stronger independent voice um, to have that real credibility that we need with um, with the government, but at the same time improve and strengthen that whole flow backwards and forwards between the governor's council at the top level and and the and the whole and the governors across the country. So a lot of really positive actions taking place there, Simon. Uh, that's great to hear. Just quickly to clarify, you said that this is available to all governors. So this is available to all those who are not members um, of the AOC. Oh, that's a good point. Sorry, I think I think that's not true. I think it will ha- you have to be a member of the AOC. Okay. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you for clarifying. What do you understand from sort of all this feedback that you're getting um, and your interaction with governors and chairs, or perhaps even from your own experience as a chair? What are sort of the top three to five things that are keeping chairs awake at night or or where should they be focusing, boards should be focusing their time? Oh, well, the number one issue for us at the moment is, is, is our staff, actually. So the cost of living crisis. Um, deeply anxious actually about the situation we face or our staff face in coping with you know 10 percent inflation massive energy hikes um and this and a situation where the aoc i think are recommending two percent pay increase so it's and and on that i think it's something that frankly most colleges will find many colleges will find very difficult to meet so you know the college itself facing huge energy inc- price increases etc it's quite so there's some fundamental challenges i think to uh, around workforce and like many you know i think many many colleges ours included at the moment are facing some real difficulties attracting the kind of quality of staff and keeping staff that we that we really need in the future particularly in those very 
um, difficult kind of subject areas like engineering, construction, logistics, and so on, where people can go out and work and get a load more money than we can probably pay them in the college. So, so it's a kind of irony, isn't it, that when um, times are very, you know, when skills demand is very low, we can attract a lot of staff to the college, and when skills demand is very high, then it's harder and harder for us to attract high quality staff. So I, I do think there's some really big challenges about looking after our staff and making that a successful future. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, that's a, that's an issue, and it's not just an issue for our sector, is it? It's a, we're hearing it in the news. It's an issue for 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 a lot of sectors. Yeah, and if you don't, you know, with the, although we've seen some increase finally in the amount of funding coming to the sector, um, it's nowhere near enough in relation to the sort of ten percent inflation that we're now facing. So, I just think government needs to get real about these uh, issues and start to. To fund, you know, to think hard, much harder about the funding envelope. Otherwise, we will struggle to deliver the, the effective kind of programs that we do now. And I'm talking as a chair of, a, of an outstanding college, which has got an excellent reputation around these issues, but it's not uh, it's not getting any easier. No, was, I was sitting on a board meeting last night where there were some new governors and uh, quite shocked they were by the fact that we don't have indexing like schools. You know, the, the pay has to come from making even more savings, um, which is a pretty big struggle and big ask for many colleges. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but I mean, we've also got some really interesting issues about uh, state strategy and capital. Um, and I'm, well, I'm quite worried about the new designation of the potentially is going to happen to colleges because that's impeding our ability at the moment to, to think forward about uh, capital strategies in quite the same way as we would have done before. Um, and, and there's a whole set of other issues, you know, that we're facing right now. So it's quite, it's a challenging environment, I think. And for anybody stepping into it for the first time, it's really difficult. I think I was quite fortunate having a background in skills development before I came into the sector at least i understood the dynamics of kind of government I worked in this civil service i knew what officials were like i knew what ministers were like i um, <laughs> i got experience of handling public sector funding etc etc but i think somebody who kind of came into this new is quite it is a lot to take on board and that's where I think the real benefit comes from the work that you're doing um, at the Governor's Council and all these extra networks um, that are being put out there, um, you know, the thematic groups, etc. because that sort of peer networking is so essential, isn't it, for governors and chairs to, to be able to see, you know, what's going on in other colleges and how other governors and chairs are managing those situations. I really think that's right, actually. We're always very keen to welcome people to come and have a look at what we've been up to and to learn from other people's experiences. It's, it's pretty helpful, I think, just seeing what other people are doing. And you sort of think you're doing okay, and then you think, have a look at another college, and they think, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, why aren't we doing it like that? So yeah, I, I, I absolutely support that. And, um, and, and as I, I've got some experience as a national leader of governments as well, which shows me into various other colleges, which kind of this does make me see what other governance practice is. And I have to say, I, I worry that not enough chairs concentrate enough on really shaping their governance for the future. It's this challenge we have, as you've said, you know, we've had COVID, um, which has been a massive challenge, and now a cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for 
boards and, and governors and chairs to sort of get in the trenches, so to speak, with management at these times of crisis. But absolutely, it's their role to have that long term focus, isn't it? To be looking around the corner at what's coming next. Um, perhaps maybe you could just talk about how you do that um, in your college or how important you think that is for governors to be doing right now. Yeah, it, I think it's incredibly important. It's funny, actually, on COVID, we we didn't, as a set of governors, we didn't spend very much time at all on COVID um, because we were very confident the executive got a very clear plan. They executed it exceptionally well. Um, we just kind of kept an eye on the fact that the things were working out as they should have been. But we would try to not get into too much of the weeds on that and wanted to keep our focus a bit above that level and think about future strategy and direction and so on. And particularly to focus on quality and finances, you know, and so getting all those things in, in line and making sure they stay in line is really, really important. And how do we sort of look around the next corner? I'm not sure, really. I think we just spend a bit of time thinking about where government policy is going. So we're looking at things like the Colleges of the Future work as it was developing, thinking about seeing how we could start to shape um, better partnership strategies at the South Yorkshire level, for example, where you know we've always had reasonable relationships but never really established the quality of partnership that we now are beginning to do. Um, and moving that whole kind of ethos away from a very market-focused approach to a much more partnership and collaborative uh, model, I, I think, is is something we've been tracking for some while, and something we've been wanting to wanting to do. So it's just being on top of the policy developments as they're coming down the track and trying to get ahead of the curve. Really, so I'll give you an example of that. One, we we could see that out of the college of the future and idea in the white paper there was something about how we engage better with the business community so by the time that started to become real policy our college had already invited the chamber of commerce to actually be resident in inside the college in one of our in our new business center um the 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 chamber of commerce chief executives on the board and you know we're kind of lined up in in advance really thank you simon so just sort of to finish up then, really, because we're nearly out of time, um, is there a key message that you'd like to leave our listeners with today regarding the Governor's Council and perhaps where or to whom they can go to get more engagement um, with the Governor's Council and play their part in influencing sector policy? Yeah, Fiona, thanks very much. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 if, you know, if you've never really thought about the Governor's Council, please do now start thinking about it. Um, we will be sending a questionnaire out to all governors in the next uh, couple of weeks for you to kind of complete a whole series of kind of questions about how you'd like to see the Governors Council operating for the future. And we really welcome all your comments on that. And then in the autumn, in September, we're going to have a series of regional workshops in each region to really chew over what, what people would like for the future in their Governors Council. And then we'll take all that, put it all back together, and hopefully by the time of the AOC conference, we'll have a pretty clear plan about, about the future. So do engage, do get part, become part of our new networks. And and if you're 
so inclined if you've got a policy focus if you really want to make a difference come and join us at the at the, at the governor's council at uh, the senior level thank you simon and and your fellow council members who are giving all their time for free to work on behalf of governors um, and thank you so much for joining us on the governance for FE podcast to enlighten us on the important work of the governor's council thanks very much Thank you for joining us on the Governance Refi podcast. Visit our website, governancereffy.co.uk, where you can find all the podcast episodes and a whole lot more information on governance in the FE and skills sector. This podcast was sponsored by the Skills and Education Group. Information on their qualifications, funding opportunities, professional development programmes and initiatives in support of teaching, learning and assessment can be found on their website at skillsandeducationgroup.co.uk.